With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, March 19th. And uh, just to give you an early tease, we are going to have a phenomenal guest for this weekend. This could be my favorite interview so far of the year, Mark. I mean, I really was like a therapy session for me and Mark. Not together. We don't need couples therapy. We're in fine shape. Don't worry, everyone. We're good. Mommy and daddy are just fine. Uh, Anyway, this is a program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. If you've got financial questions, we want to hear from you. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, maybe you are watching some of my television clips because I work for CBS News. Maybe you are reading some of the longer form articles, blogs, columns, whatever you want to call them, that I've written about variety of issues. Got a lot of good play on our My Inflation article. That was kind of interesting. Anyway, go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And there you can subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this on a different platform, maybe you're listening to this on the web, maybe someone sent it to you. And also while you're on our website, you can always click on the contact button and send us your information. Don't forget that Mark has figured out this amazing system where he brings people on the air live with us. If you are willing to come on the air with us, just let us know in that email. Let us start with a question from Allison, whose subject, will you take a question from a Canadian? Well, yes, I will, unless you are a Canadian hockey fan, in which case neither Mark nor I want to hear from you. I'm just kidding. We love Canadians. Okay. Here's the question. I know a lot of financial products are different in the U.S. and Canada, but I really enjoy your common sense approach to money. I'm wondering about financial planning when there is a lot of uncertainty. Hmm. I'm 35 and I've been in a new relationship for six months. Hmm. I'm already sucked into this question, Mark. If things go well, I would love to have children. Don't say that out loud yet. Okay. But obviously, if things don't go well, I may be single again. As a single person, I don't have a lot of interest in home ownership. But if I had a partner and a family, 
I may appreciate the stability of homeownership. I work for our federal government, the Canadian government, and I have a defined benefit pension. It will pay me, you ready for this? Holy smokes, 70% of my best five years at age 55. And that's tied to inflation. So they get an inflation adjustment. So Allison pays $1,000 per pay period into that pension. So two grand, sounds like about like two grand a month-ish. I make $114,000 a year in my current job. I will make $120,000 after another year. If I don't go for a promotion, my income will rise with inflation. Any home I would be purchasing would cost $600,000. I won't buy without a 20% down, but keeping $120,000 in cash or 60 if I'm splitting with a partner seems crazy. I currently have about $30,000 in a high interest savings account. I have another 12,000 in mutual funds, 30,000 in stocks and ETFs. If I have 500 to $1,000 a month in cash flow, what should I be doing with it? Put it all in investments or split it between cash and cash equivalents and investments? I don't have any debt. I don't own a car. Thanks, Allison. Allison, the loony, the Canadian loony. Allison, why are we saving for a house that we don't know whether you're buying or not? I'm not down with this plan at all. First of all, in six months, I mean, I know it's nice, but like you'll know more in another six months. Just invest your money. I wouldn't put it more in cash. I really wouldn't. You got plenty of cash. You've got a huge retirement plan. It's enormous. I don't think that buying a home right now or even saving to buy a home right now makes a lot of sense for you. I just don't. Tell me, you know, when you maybe get down to another big decision point, like I'm going to get married or this is going to be a lot or we're going to move in together, whatever, then maybe we would start doing this. I don't think it makes sense right now. She's got 30 grand in in cash and then she has $42,000 in mutual funds and stocks. She already has a lot of money. Mark says 700 investments, 300 in cash. And I uh, disagree. I'm going to say, just put it all in, you know, low cost index funds, ETFs, whatever, and don't have a wildly aggressive portfolio. The one thing I would say about that portfolio is that that should be a more conservative portfolio if you think you might need it for a house, but that's it. We're going to have a lot more information in six months. I'll tell you that much. Ron is 64, unofficially retired, not yet taking social security, managing his own $2 million portfolio. Woohoo! He says he's living off his irregular annual investment income. It's about a hundred grand a year. That's good. Um, So half of that money, that hundred grand, he sells long-term capital gains investments. The other half is more predictable. So he says, my income, highly variable and unpredictable, I don't think I can accurately estimate quarterly tax payments to the IRS. Therefore, I've not been making those payments. I don't know how long the IRS will tolerate my annual tax payment practices. Can you recommend whether or not I should begin to grossly inaccurately make quarterly tax payments? Also, please provide some general guidelines for your listeners like me regarding circumstances warranting quarterly versus annual tax payments. I don't think you need to do quarterly payments. It's not 1099 income, Ron. So I don't think you have to worry about it. There's another issue that I have with this, essentially, which is about the irregularity and the strategy behind what you're doing. I hope that you've really thought it through and that you're looking at, 
I get that you're selling things long term, but you know this is all well and good while the market's up. But you know, if the market fell by twenty percent, how would the strategy hold up? Yeah, I mean, well, a hundred thousand on two million seems high unless he's going to be entitled to social security, which then will reduce the amount that he needs, right? So I would prefer, you know, Mark and I are complete wimps. If you want to look at like a more conservative approach, and I, he didn't mention a lot about himself, so I don't know if he's got kids or he doesn't care, whatever, you know, there's other stuff. I think that's a high amount given that you're 64. How do you get your health insurance, by the way? Because we're concerned if you spend 100 grand a year from the portfolio, let's say 50 is dividend and interest and 50 is capital gains, you're going to plow through that portfolio pretty quickly. And all you need is a down couple of years to really feel the pain. But as Mark said, your question, you don't need to be doing quarterly payments. But of course, now <laughs> I want to ask you other questions. Uh, okay, here is a question from Ernie. Filed my 2020 returns before the American Rescue Plan was passed. The His adjusted gross income, $155,000 and an included $10,000 in paid family sick leave unemployment benefits. In 2019, my adjusted gross income was 145000 So I should have waited to file my 2020 return. The reason I filed early was to take advantage of the stimulus for a new baby that was born in 2020. Okay. Since 150000 is the benchmark for so many things, including that non-taxability of the first $10,200 of unemployment insurance and the full stimulus check, I was considering filing a 1040X to lower my AGI. My wife was not covered by an employer-sponsored retirement plan, so I could open a traditional IRA for her and contribute enough to get our 2020 AGI below 150. Yes, I love this idea. Mark, are you in? Okay, Mark hates jumping through hoops. I think these are hoops worth jumping through. You're not changing anything else on your return except saying, I want to make an IRA contribution. Okay. So I think that that's big and I would do that. And by the way, you should have done it, right? You should have done it. That would have been a smart thing to do. In fact, if you had asked me a year ago, should you put money into your an IRA for her? I would have said yes. So yes. Then just think about what he gets. He gets stimulus, $10,000 of unemployment benefits, not taxable. And he gets a recovery of stimulus round one and two. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And so he thinks that because he already filed returns, he's going, things are going to get messed up with the IRS. The IRS has said that when you do your returns, even amended returns, they are going to take care of the rest. So you should follow up on it, but I would do this. And it is not that hard. I've amended returns before because I screwed something up. I did. I remember like 15 years ago, I had a real, I like, there was like something I really missed. Like it was my fault completely. I was like, whoops. It wasn't a big deal. I was surprised. It actually, it was pretty easy. I would do it. Um, okay. This is a note from Rob in the spirit of international women's day week. My 13 year old daughter has asked me to send in this question. She wants to know how she can invest her money as a 13 year old. She's learning more about money and economics in school. We talk about it too. She's got about $10,000 in a savings account that has come from gifts over the years. We do have separate 529s for our kids. And she wants to know, can she invest it in stocks or funds at her age? She follows a young person online and on TikTok 
Ugg, who recommended a Roth IRA. I don't know the legal or tax requirements as they relate to teens. Uh, thanks, Rob. Okay. I did say the name of the kid because I don't know. I always feel very, um, I don't know if the kid is um, wants to be exposed or not, but I'm just going to say Rob and his daughter S. How about that? So, Mark, what are the rules on when you she can't open her own account? It has to be an account with dad or mom because she's too young. The TikTok expert, quote unquote, can't do it because she S does not have earned income. I don't think you didn't mention it, but I don't think you can do it. Anyway, you got to be 18 years old to open a brokerage account in your own name. And you can buy uh, my friend's book, Worth It, Not Worth It by Jack Otter. That's a nice way to uh, keep the conversation going. And check out my friend Beth Kobliner's website, bethkobliner.com, K-O-B-L-I-N-E-R. Hopefully that'll help you go in the right direction. All right. Kudos to S for getting going. It's cool, right? That's good. I like it. Hi, Jill. This is from Leola, who says, I want to say thank you, all caps, for all you do in providing us with useful information we can understand. I love that you take these complicated issues and talk about them in terms that even a novice like myself can readily understand and put to good use. That said, I was listening to your March 5th podcast, Dollar Cost Averaging versus Lump Sum. And one of the uh, listeners was highly stressed out about his portfolio. He obsessively checked it. You recommended he and his wife check once a quarter over a nice bottle of wine on a date. My husband and I do this very thing, and we call it our dream date because we talk about our dreams for retirement and investments. It's such a great way to connect and check in to make sure we're on the same page. Just thought I would share this label that we've placed on our date, and maybe you can share with your future callers, writers, listeners. Thank you again. Continue your great work, Leola. Mark, I love that one, huh? That's a good one. I think that I would like to end on that note because I think that is such a good one note to end on. All right. The beginning of the pod, I told you uh, the tease about what's happening this weekend, that we have a fantastic guest. And now I'm going to tell you it's Cal Newport and he's got a new book and it's so great. If you want to figure out how to get unburied from the burden of all of the email that you're drowning in, then you're going to take a listen. It's a systemic problem. It's not an individual problem. So we're going to talk with Cal Newport this weekend. If you have a question and you have a follow-up and you like you like the Cal interview or you have anything else going on, don't forget to send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Have some grit, growth, and grace, and know that this is a place where we can help you. We're going to help you. Hey, we advise, you decide. <laughs>